Hello, brothers and sisters. Pastor Jason here. I'm excited to be back with you in this episode. I want to answer a question that Brian asked me on Facebook, a dear friend of ours, and he asked this question, what does God's word say about the signs we should be aware of as we prepare ourselves for his return? And I immediately thought about a scripture that was in Matthew chapter 24, and let's start in verse 3. It says this, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. And they, he had just told them about the destruction of the temple that they were going to see happen. But they said, they asked two questions. They said, tell us when this thing will be, and then tell us what shall be a sign of thy coming and of the end of the world. And really, that's really two separate questions, but that end of the world means the end of the world as we know it. Uh, the dispensation of, of before heaven, the new heaven and the new earth are asking, and he, and, he, and he teaches this, but the first thing he says, I love what he says. He says, take heed that no man deceive you. And so he's saying the first thing that's going to happen, a lot of people miss this. They go on to the other things. But the first thing he said, take heed. So in the last days, before the rapture happens and before the second coming, and those are two different events, it's important to remember the rapture will be when he takes his church. And they've debated that from the beginning of time. You know, will we'll, we go through the tribulation and then he come and rapture the church out? Or will it be first? Or will it be in the middle pre-trip, post-trip, mid-trip? You know, I've told a lot of people I'm a panelist. You know, I believe it all pan out in the end. Uh, but I do believe that probably uh, that he's going to save us from the, some of the suffering. I mean, I believe that he's a God of grace, and I think there'll be enough of this old world and he'll rapture us out. But really, they're asking about when, basically, when are you going to come back? When are you going to come back uh, for your church? What will be the sign of thy coming? So when are you coming? And the first time he's going to come in the clouds, the second time he's going to come and he's going to put his foot on Mount Olive, that'll be the second coming. But after it will be after the great tribulation. So there are two different events, but he says this, he says, take heed that no man deceive you. And so to answer your question, Brian, I want to say this. If you look at our times, what's happening is there's major mass deception across the entire world. You know, one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about, they talk about other religions. They talk may talk about Muslims. They may talk about Jehovah's Witness. They may talk about uh, other things that are not uh, foundational religions that are found on Christ. And they'll ask those questions. But what a lot of people don't realize is, is those are easy to spot. They're easy to see. And if you get to talking to some of them, that may be confusing because they'll say Jesus, but he was just a prophet. They'll say different things, but let me say this. Jesus said that he was God. If he was a prophet and he wasn't God, then he was a false lying prophet. You can't say he was just a prophet because he said he was God. So if he was a prophet, he is God, but they won't say he's God in most religions. But the religion that is worldwide that is happening, they, they first called it the New Age Church, and it's mysticism. It's mysticism at its finest. It's, it's believing in this mystical. Uh, this mystical uh, way of living, this idea. Here's what here's what mysticism means: belief that union with, belief that union with, or absorption into the deity of the absolute or the spiritual apprehension of knowledge, inaccessible to the intellect, may be attained through contemplation and self 
surrender. So it's kind of like uh, Buddhism or and even Hinduism has this, but it's this mystical idea that I can absorb enough of God. They'll use the word God, but you can also just call it a deity. They'll say that I can absorb enough of God to where then I can become. You listen to a lot of the uh, the old word of faith movement and stuff, and a lot of people have come out of that and you know kind of shunned away from that since it's been debated so much. But a lot of it was is that they said we can. It's like mind over matter. You know, if you think positive, you'll hear this in in, in sermons. You'll hear it weaved in people that are mainline. At one time, mainline evangelical preachers that we can actually become, if we think positive, we'll attract positive things. But if we think negative, we'll attract negative things, not just make us unhappy or make us happy, because there's some truth in that. But actually, we can think and we can, we can, it's mind, if we get our mind right, if we get enough internal uh, of God, if we get enough inside of God, then we get elevated to this place of blessing to where God just begins to bless us. And doesn't that sound good, but it's mysticism. It's trying to, it's like we become little God. And there's been many preachers that's quoted on this. He says, we're like God. We're like little gods. We're not the big G, but we're the little G. Friend, we're not like God. We're nothing like God. We're made in his image, but we have to continually surrender. It's not a process of surrender. And then we grow to this the deity or absolute of the spiritual apprehension of the knowledge that, that basically you can't get there by your mind, but it's all through surrender just to your spirit and open yourself up and grow stronger. You may have heard some of this, you know, the, the book, The Secret was written about this. It's the secret. And and I've heard Christians say, have you read that book? I say, no, it's demonic. No, I don't want to read The Secret. I don't read that stuff. It's a it's mysticism at its greatest. And you hear people all the time say, well, I don't really go to church, you know, but I'm real spiritual. Uh, you hear mainline people like Oprah Winfrey. She's got her own network. And I mean, she is all spirit. She's the one of the most, she, she was quoted to be one of those spiritual people in the United States, some magazine I seen a few years ago. But the bottom line is it's mysticism. It's not one way. It's let everyone, it's this all-inclusive gospel that we need to just open ourselves up. Friends, we need to be careful what we open ourselves up to, and that's what this is. That's this deception. You say, Oprah Winfrey? Yeah, her and many others. Mainline evangelicals, this this prosperity gospel. Do I believe God wants to prosper? Yes. We have to be careful because what did he say? Take up your cross and follow after me. And you listen to what he says to these disciples, you know, they will kill you. He's going to say in verse nine, they shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Where's that when you become a little God? Where's that when you can just think positive and positive stuff will just come around you and you'll be, you'll be like God. You'll just, you'll just attract positive things. Well, he's telling them, he says that you will be killed and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And but let's read on. But not only that, they just see because he says that many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Now, some people say, well, no one's saying they're Jesus Christ. No, what he's saying here is in the last days, this is a sign of the times that everyone will claim to have this power to overcome. Again, it's these other religions. It's this, uh, this mysticism and even Gnosticism and all these other things that claim to have this knowledge of the spiritual, claiming that you don't really have to just believe in Jesus Christ. There are churches that 
that are given in to giving everybody the communion way they want. You can choose how you want to be baptized, if you want to be sprinkled, if you want to be put under, if you want, however you want to do it. And and if you want to do communion every week, you just go to the back and do it. And if, if you don't want to do it, then there's an altar there. You know, they're, they're, they're basically catering to every religion and every sect of people. And it sounds so good. But the problem is, is there's a reason why from Protestants to Catholic, and I have some dear Catholic friends and I love them dearly, but there's a reason there's a breakup of that. We believe differently about communion. We believe the whole acts of that is differently. But then do I think that that's the, that's the biggest struggle and, 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 you know, that he's saying, come in my name, that many say they're Christ. No, there's all these religions you can pick. It's like a drive through. I'll take this church with that thing with this thing, with that, you know, like that drive through church. I saw it on YouTube one time, you know, we come up there. I want a 15 minute song set. I want a five minute sermon. I don't want the invitation at the end. And I want to be able to be out of here, you know, in 22 minutes, you know, because I have an appointment. I mean, that's the way it's become the world. And they're deceiving people. The message of the cross, the message of dying to yourself, the message of walking away from sin. It's become null and void because everyone's a Christian. I saw a dear uh, person the other day, and and they, and they were on some of their social media, and they were they were just outlandishly partying and having a good time. And this is a spiritual leader, and that's what this is that they're, they're deceiving many, and they're saying that I got Christ, I got Christ, I got a different form of religion, but I believe in God. And it says verse six, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. Do you know right now we have a right now we have over forty active conflicts that they would call some small, some bigger. 40 active conflicts right now going on, rumors of wars. So how are we going to hear rumors of wars? They didn't know the internet was coming out. Well, you can look them up, look them up. 40 active conflicts right now. So we hear rumors of them. We know they're there. We see, and he says this, see that ye be not troubled. This is all red writing. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So they're saying the end's not here, but this is a sign of the times. For nation, this is Matthew 24, verse 7, for nation shall rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Think about that. We are the most divided we've ever been. Let me say it this way. There, nothing else has to happen, Brian. Nothing else has to happen, church. Nothing has, else has to happen, sir, ma'am. Nothing. Because we're seeing the birthing pains. One preacher said this is just a dress rehearsal for the Antichrist to come on the scene. After the rapture, I mean, everything's in place because nations are fighting with nations. You know, the conflict, people say, well, we've never been in this much war. It's all the fault of this person. It's all the fault of the president. It's all the fault. No, this had to come to pass. And by the way, let's just talk about the United States. We've never seen, in my lifetime, I've never seen as much divide against nationalities. If this whole thing is just blowing up so fast, it's just so out of hand. Why? Because nation shall rise up against nation. You know, it shall rise up. It says kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. You know, there's 119 earthquakes in the last 24 hours. 119 in diverse places. These are places they shouldn't be. Kansas here. You say, you believe that God is even, you know, come on. You know, in Kansas, yeah. We're having, we've never had earthquakes. Never. 
but we have them now. You can film in weird places, diverse places. I mean, Argentina has them. Hawaii just had one in the last 24 hours. I mean, these things are everywhere. There's no place hardly that there isn't earthquakes. And back in these days, it was more common to have them in Israel, which is less common now, but they're happening. What's diverse? He, where's he speaking to him from Israel? So all across the world, it'll be diverse, different many places. And verse eight says this, and all these are the beginning of sorrows. So remember what he's saying. He said, this is the beginning of sorrows. And we've never seen a time like now so divided. We've never seen a time like now where everyone's so much at war. We've never seen a time like now of as many earthquakes as we've had. And there'll be famines and pestilence. The other day I was reading an article that said a locust wiping out entire crops, hundreds of acres by hundreds of acres. Look it up online. This stuff's really happening. Another story here in the last few months, uh, birds came in by the thousands and was attacking. It was like they, they were trying to eat and they were landing on people's cars at Walmart and were flying into people's hairs. It was this deal on Facebook and it was just these bizarre things. This stuff's happening now. And how can we know about it? Because the internet, because of the news, we see it's happening. In this day, I can imagine they would think, well, how would we know when all that stuff happened? Well, guess what? Through men and through the, their, their intelligence, they've been able to connect us with the World Wide Web to where we know all this stuff's happening. And yes, I believe God's dealing with the United States of America. I believe he's dealing with Canada. I believe he's dealing with Africa. I believe he's dealing with uh, Jerusalem. He's not just dealing only with Jerusalem. He's dealing with the world. The world is groaning right now. Labor pains for our Lord and Savior to split the eastern sky, for him to rapture out the church, and he's going to bring all that have dead, all that have died in Christ will be resurrected, and all those that are left here on earth shall be caught up in the air together and shall ever be with the Lord. And then, after the tribulation, he'll come down, and the second coming and he'll put his foot on the Mount of Olives and he'll come back. And then the people that would not serve him, that cursed him, then he will deal and judge the people on this earth. And I know that's a lot, but that's what's going to happen. And then the times are debatable and and all that, then a new heaven, a new earth, and then we're going to reign a thousand years. But the question was, when is he coming back? He's coming back soon, brothers and sisters. And it says this, then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Listen, there's another place in Scripture it says that the bad will be good, good will be bad. They are persecuting Christians. If you are a conservative, you are the minority. If you believe that that in the sanctity of life and you're against pro-choice and you're against these things, you're the minority. You look at the news today in the United States. I mean, it is crazy how all this stuff is happening so quickly. We never thought it could happen, but it's happening in the twinkling of an eye. And it says this. You shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. We're going to see persecution of the church. We're already seeing people that are taken, pastors that have been in prison, that have been killed. You, you know, there's so many of them that we don't even realize about. Voice of the Martyrs does a great job on it. There's people being persecuted today, and we're going to see it more and more as the day come along. And by the way, it's not always someone getting killed, but it's someone being berated and demonized. The, the church is being demonized. The pastors are being demonized. The people of God are being demonized. Now we're haters because we don't pick up the next thing in culture and go running with it and defend all these people and fight for it. Hey, my job as a pastor is not to fight these cultural wars. My job, these cultural wars, but my job is to pick up the cross and raise the son of God up and raise him up because if we raise him up, we'll draw all men unto 
himself. That's my job. Sure, I can speak about racism. Sure, I can speak about these things that are horrible and awful, but these things have been here a long time. My voice is to stand up and hold the bloodstained banner and say that Christ is my Savior and lift him up. And if people get right with God, we'll see less racism. We'll see less, we'll see less poverty. We'll see less things. Uh, we'll see less turmoil. We'll see re- less drug use. We'll see less of that. And then verse 10, it says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. Listen to that. Many and then. He says, and then. After the beginning of sorrows, after they deliver you up and kill you, you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended. I've never lived in a time that people get so offended over something so ridiculous. They're offended because this is called this. They're offended because that's called that. They're offended because you don't stand up for this. They're offended because of that. They're offended. They're offended. They're offended. Every day you turn on the news, they're offended. It offends me. If it's not the flag, it's something else. It's this. It's that. I mean, it's we're easily offended. The only person that's not allowed to be offended is the Christian because they got to take it. You can take the Bibles out. You can take the Jesus statues down. You can do whatever you want. But it's, but if you stand up for anything, then you're an offense, except for the people that are doing the offending. But I'll get off my soapbox there. But it says, and you shall betray one another and shall hate one another. You've never seen as much hate in the United States of America and across the country. We're beginning to hate each other again. It's like we're going back in time. It's it's Hey, I always say this. If it's not natural, then there's a good chance it's supernatural. And God's allowing us to see the depravity of man. Why do we see the depravity of man? Is it all God's fault? Is he causing it? No, men's caused it. We've went further and further away from God, and it's like we're going back in time now. We're, we're digressing. We're not progressing anymore. We're digressing. We're going backwards. We're going back to where we were. People say, oh, I thought we would have I thought we'd have been over this by now. Well, we would have if we would have continued you know, going forward, progressing, but we digress. We go back. Verse 11 says, and many false prophets shall rise up and they shall deceive many. Remember said this, the first scripture I read says, take heed that no man deceive you. And now it says, many false prophets shall rise up and deceive many. There'll be deception. Friends, we need to be in the word of God, study the word of God, study to show ourselves approved unto God, because there'll be many that will rise up and shall deceive and there'll be a great falling away. Verse 12, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But they, he that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. How many, how many people can say this honestly? Because iniquity shall abound, sin, it doesn't matter. I was watching the other day on TV and I was so heartbroken. I saw this uh, drug that kept you from getting AIDS and I, and I saw it and I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, I, I'd, I'd seen it before, but it was a different commercial and I just sounded different. And it said that this drug uh, that's for AIDS, this is not for people that have been born that were females. They shouldn't take this drug. And I thought, oh my goodness, now they've made it to where you can, you can enjoy a lifestyle that doesn't honor God, which is homosexuality, and it's not even made for a woman, so that's for men. Only men can take this drug. And they're selling it, and they're putting on TV, and they got people on there, and they're holding hands. You say, golly, I can't believe you'd say that. Why well, say it about drugs? I say it about alcohol. We, we raise up. We put people on TV and bathing suits that look pretty. It don't show them in jail with black eyes or on the side of the road half dead because they had an accident from drunk driving. Hey, brothers and sisters, sin is sin. And the bottom line is, is that the iniquity shall abound. 
the iniquity. By the, by the way, I've stood up for things like I just spoke about, and people in the church have tried to call me out. People in the church say I'm a hater. I thought, sir, ma'am, I, I've given my time. I've given my life, especially these last several years of my life, laboring over these people, begging people to come to Christ, begging people not to drink alcohol, begging people to repent from a homosexual lifestyle, begging people. But you're a bigot and a hypocrite. You go down and you get any type of secular help in the mental health world. They can't come against the things I just spoke about because they'll be sued. You can't even say that it's wrong anymore. I'm telling you, iniquity abounds in the world like never before. In 1950, if you could have took, went back in time and played a DVD of what's happened in the world, people would say you're nuts. That's a fiction movie. They'd say that can't happen. You listen to some of these people that are standing up and say, support my organization. Read what you support, Christian. You better be careful because you read a lot of it. And it'll say that we are for the breaking down of the family. We don't want it to be basically typical family. We don't want it to be traditional. I seen on, on the deal the other day, uh, some people that were, you know, very, very wealthy people in our world. And it said, we're raising our child of gender neutral. Read more about how to do this. My goodness, people, we can't even tell people what they are anymore. God's made them that way, but we can't say it. We have to raise them to an age. That is iniquity. That's not good. That stinks in the nostrils of Almighty God. And our iniquity, our sinfulness, our depravity is growing stronger and stronger. My friend, nothing else has to happen. I don't know how much more evil the world can get. I really don't. But I'll tell you this much. The love of many shall wax cold. We, we, we play video games that, that destroy people, that kill people. We watch movies that are grotesque and horrible. We watch those things and we watch those programs and to where it desensitizes to where, hey, I mean, mothers killing children and children rising up against parents. I mean, that's love waxing cold. That's natural love. But I love this part, but he that endured to the end shall be saved. And you can read on, and it says this in 14, and this, the, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witnesses to all nations. Then shall the end come. And I'm going to stop there. You can read on to the abomination desolation. That's happening after, uh, whenever the, in the temple when they come in and they sacrifice the, the pig in the, in the temple and it's abomination desolation. It says spoken by the prophet Daniel. But in verse 14, I'm going to close with this. It says, and it shall be preached in all the world and witness to all nations. Back in the day when the disciples heard this and they were talking to Jesus and he was speaking to them before he went to the cross, they couldn't imagine how the gospel could win out in all the world. They were just beginning. They were getting ready to see the church. The Holy Spirit hadn't even came yet. Christ hadn't even been crucified. They couldn't imagine how can this gospel be spread the worldwide internet, the TV, planes, cars. It spread everywhere on all the world. I saw the other day, it said that they launched another couple of dozen couple dozen satellites you know the space spacex program launched them so we can have more internet and 5g and guess where it's going to very remote places of the world the gospel's going out it's gone out this time's come to pass so i encourage you friend as we enter into these last days don't be discouraged look up because your redemption draws nigh any time those eastern clouds could split and the Lord come back on the clouds and rapture the church out and we don't have to be here any longer and someone said one time they said well God if he don't tarry God's not going to tarry my friends 
when he's ready, he'll be coming. If he's ready, I may not get this podcast done and closed before he comes back. He will not tarry. At that time, which no man will know, God's coming back. So look to the eastern skies. Be not deceived. Our Lord and Savior, he's coming back. He's coming back to get his church. And thank you so much again, Brian, for sending that question. And if you have any questions, I want to encourage you to go to pastorbites.com. That's B-Y-T-E-S.com. You can enter any questions there I'd like to be able to answer for you. Friends, until next time, God bless.